0: Yes.
1: And I'm George.
0: And this is Trans
1: a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it.
0: We went down into the valley, and the kids, the first question they had once we got back in the car was, Are we going swimming now?
1: Right. And, and we had brought swimming stuff with, and I told them we would go swimming. We would probably go swimming every day, we would do some other things first.
0: Swimming would be at the end of the day, probably around dinner time.
1: I I figured it would be afternoon when it was good and hot out.
0: I I tell them dinner time just so that they don't ask before lunch.
1: Ah. <laughs> it doesn't work. But I no, see you I see your <laughs> I see what you're aiming at there. Yes. Uh It wasn't time for swimming, although they did find the spot where they were going to go swimming later.
0: Yes. The next place we stopped was at a pretty little field of hay and flowers and right under, was that El Cap that we were right under?
1: Well, you're under a lot of things right there. The thing we were closest to was the waterfall. We wandered around there for a while and and then I thought we should park in the long-term parking because those are short-term parking and...
0: But then the long-term parking was all full, and so we parked in the lodge parking.
1: That's the alternate long-term parking.
0: Yes. But my my aunt was funny because you ran off to find the bathroom ASAP as soon as we found the, the parking lot we were going to stay in all day. Right. And my aunt says, I, I should find the bathroom too. Which direction is it? And I said, it's over that way, but the crosswalk is over here. And I'm thinking that my elderly aunt, who does not want to walk too far is going to need to, you know, not try and climb over the fence, but should walk around. And she's like, I ain't walking all that way, and just hops right over the fence.
1: <laughs> just like I did.
0: I know. You know, I mean, it's, she's she's 70, so she's not hopping, but, you know, she just one leg over, and then the she's other hopping leg over, compared, and then keeps walking.
1: Compared to my mom, she's hopping.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, that is true. <laughs>
1: yes. So, so that's great. Yeah. And then you guys all came over there.
0: Yes, and then, and then we... we Went to a few things, and we sat down at lunch, and the place we sat for lunch was in the back of the visitor center, and we only got to see a few things there, so we went back to it later and on another day. But while we're sitting there for lunch, and the kids are being told not to feed the squirrels again and again and again. In
1: between, <laughs> if other people try to feed the squirrels, they say, the sign says not to feed the animals.
0: And number two, it was funny because he would hold out his hand like he had food, like trying to get the squirrel to come to him and say, oh, but I'm not feeding the squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, if I'm it touching you, you...
1: I'm not touching you.
0: <laughs> if it bites you and you need a rabies shot, it won't matter if you fed the squirrels.
1: And then he, I think he asked about how big the shot was. And, <laughs> and I told him and he, he had to think about it. <laughs> he wasn't quite sure. So every once in a while, he'd do it anyway.
0: Yes. And at this point, you know, it's becoming clear that this child is a little bit unique to my aunt. Mm -hmm. And she asks a few questions about his adoption process and talks about the adoption process that she had with her second child. The other three she carried, but the second one out of four Mm -hmm. was adopted from a single mother who had been part of her church, I think.
1: Yeah, she had some questions about that. And... We hung out for a while, and the kids were ready to go swimming, and and I thought they might as well go swimming, and you guys wanted to see more things, and I knew that they didn't want to do that.
0: And it was funny, because you just sort of took charge, and you were the man, and said, you guys go, I'll take the kids over here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were all done looking at things.
0: They were.
1: Walking to places to look at things.
0: And then looking at more things, and then more walking to more places for more things.
1: They didn't want that. And you guys want wanted to, she wanted to see things. Uh-huh. Her husband stuck with that.
0: Because that's what... <laughs> that's what he does. Men who marry our family do. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: you, you were still after portals.
0: Um, yeah. And the well.
1: teenager was, I don't know what, but hoping that wherever you went, there might be more Wi-Fi. <laughs> so it's
0: true. he went
1: with you and I took them to swim.
0: Yes. And that was good. So we let the kids go swimming, and I wandered off with my aunt, and we did some things. And then we came back for you guys, and we stopped back up at the tunnel view again, and then we all went our separate ways. And that was when we went to dinner and let the kids have a choice of either a soda or a dessert, and the dessert option was ice cream.
1: Right. And what we also did was, when we got back to the cabin with wet children, we said... All right, we can either stay here and eat something and still be able to play here, you know, explore here, as they call it. But these are the food choices, which were all the same things they had been having. Or we can go to the restaurant we already went to, or we can go to the other restaurant.
0: And they wanted a new experience, so they both picked the other restaurant.
1: I was surprised.
0: I was too. I thought they would want to just chill or do something easy and close.
1: I thought they would say, if we stay here can we swim
0: mm, mm-hmm.
1: or something like that? Or if we stay here, can we explore? Right. But they actually did choose the restaurant. And yeah, we let them choose. Okay, if you're having a soda, you may not have dessert. You may have one or the other.
0: You may have one sugary thing at this meal.
1: Because of this time of day and because we don't give you so many sugary things that we're ready to deal with that no, outcome of that. No. And the sugary things that were available had, you know, the desserts had dairy in them. And he had some dairy.
0: And dairy doesn't agree with his system.
1: No, but he had had some other dairy that had not been a problem. He's had sometimes lately cheese on his pizza and he hasn't had a problem with that. But I believe ice cream is a whole nother deal.
0: Yeah. Just
1: like yogurt.
0: Yeah. So at that point, we went to bed. We got up the next day. We weren't thinking much about it yet that he had had dairy because he had had some dairy without too much difficulty we didn't go down into the valley that day we went and rode a train and the train ride was one hour and we got there a little early and we took in some sights and got our tickets and then we got on the train forgot
1: to put the kid on the toilet first
0: (laughs) we did because about 20 minutes into this one hour train ride
1: dad i have to poop well
0: there's no bathroom here son
1: There's no bathroom. We're going to have to try to wait. If you can't wait, we'll have to clean it. It's all we can do. Because we're on a train. I don't want him to go on and on and on and bother everybody sitting near us about the fact that he has to poop.
0: Yeah. Which he will. At least it was not an enclosed car.
1: No, it was all open. (laughs) So if it wasn't closed, it probably would have been a bathroom. In any case, he didn't make it two more minutes after that. No. He was a big mess.
0: He was a very big mess.
1: So I took him... Like the first people off the train right to the bathroom.
0: Yes. And the bathroom was at the half hour point of this train ride. You get down the mountain, they stop, there's a bathroom, there's a picnic area, and then you go back up the train ride. Mm-hmm. And you have a round trip ticket so you can get off and, you know, have a picnic if you want and wait for the next train to go back up. At that point, you just needed to go and get him clean. But every other person who was on the train who was waiting for the bathroom, I'm sorry.
1: There were two bathrooms and the line by us was useless because we were in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got him mostly clean.
1: I got him as clean as I could. And you said that's a point that your aunt realized that this is our life. This is what we deal with all the time. And sometimes we are more prepared for it, such as remembering to put him on the potty right before an hour train ride or having a backpack with extra clothes and wipes in it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't because... In the car, we had had a pull-up on them, and we hadn't, you know, had to deal with any accidents like that lately, and so anyhow.
0: Yeah. It
1: wasn't it wasn't impossible to take care of. It just wasn't easier. Right. And um, it's true. That's what we do all the time.
0: It's all the time. And she had said the day before when she was talking about her adoption and um, talking about that when you know, she had dealt with a lot of these families as a pastor's wife who were oops pregnancies and trying to manage what to do with this kid who was going to be a single mom and trying to keep the single mom or didn't want to be a single mom in the church community where she didn't want to be ostracized and, you know, thought that all of these babies, you know, if they just got loved enough and parented well enough that you could love the issues right out of them.
1: Right, but she's had other experiences since then.
0: It doesn't work that way.
1: <laughs> that have explained to her otherwise.
0: And this really solidified her view that, no, I guess some of these things really are so deeply organic yeah. that they yeah. just need...
1: Because she had asked me th- that day when we were sitting sitting there near the visitor center, and she had asked me once before. Mm-hmm. So that made me realize she didn't remember how old he was when he came to us. And I said he was three days old right from the hospital. hmm so that was probably her processing her idea of, am I sure, does it matter what age they were when they came to you, mm-hmm. if you can solve the problem with enough care and love? and
0: Was there any trauma before they got them? No, they got them right from the hospital. Was, was there some other problem?
1: There was trauma in utero, I'm sure. I'm
0: sure of it, but that's another.
1: Yeah. So we we'd finished our train ride.
0: We did, and we then went we went to lunch. for lunch, and to I finished cleaning them up in the bathroom at the place we had lunch because yes. we had the
1: wipes and other things in the car, and yes. so I could do that, bring it in. And you guys went to lunch, and that's where she talked to you about right about this factor of you can't love the problem away.
0: No. Although you can, you can remedy some of it with good parenting. Like I see all the time, and so do you, kids who have organic problems similar to our kids, but are not being well-parented, are not being given the kind of structure and the kind of boundaries and the kind of expectations that our kids have. And these kids are just not functional. True. So, you know, these kids are definitely better off with solid parents, but it's never going to get the problem gone.
1: Apparently not.
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) He has this resigned face like, all right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely better with the structure. And and there are so many kids right now that don't have the structure they used to or the do-it-yourselfness they used to. Yeah. So in addition to the amount of children that have special needs because of factors such as population increase and lots of uh, circumstances where children were born with drug effects and alcohol effects than used to be. Yes. So, in any case.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't think that that's more by percentage, to be completely honest. I think there are just more humans, and so even if the percentage stays the same, there are just going to be more drug-affected newborns?
1: I'd have to have the real statistics on that to believe you because I think there are more children who are alcohol-affected than before, especially in the U.S. because when I was born, women drinking was a no-no, okay? Women drinking very much was a no-no, except in high society, pe- mm-hmm. women drank more. Maybe, in, maybe. well, and I don't want to say in low society, but for the most part, those women were busy taking care of the kids. And if anybody was drinking, it wasn't them. There wasn't as much access to alcohol for women as there is now. Yep. You know.
0: Anyway. Anyhow. So, after lunch... <laughs> <laughs> We went to the Pioneer History Center or Settlers History Center or some sort of where they had brought in all of these old cabins from all over the park and set up like a Pioneer Village type thing. Right. With original construction, even though it had been transplanted from various places in the park, it was the original buildings and the original fixtures and...
1: Some type of layout that they would presume would be similar to some of the other layouts they had known about. Yes. And you guys went off to do that while I quick ran all the food back to the cabin because your aunt did not approve of us leaving that food out.
0: (laughs) And by that point, you needed some time without other humans.
1: Was fine with me. Yes. It didn't take very long.
0: (laughs) No, it didn't.
1: And when I came back, you guys were touring and stuff. And by this point, we were just about at the blacksmiths.
0: We were, yes. And the blacksmith made me happy. You found the blacksmith before I did, though, because I was yeah. wandering about following two small humans. Or maybe, no, I was with my aunt and uncle, and yes. you were following two small humans.
1: Yes, and, and we went in and out of places that they could fit themselves into or however far they were allowed to go in, and they liked it. And then we found the blacksmith, and they were mesmerized.
0: Oh, my gosh. This person was amazing. And I walked up to you, and I saw this person who was doing smithy work, and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this makes me happy. We,
1: we found a gendery blacksmith, and it was great.
0: It was totally great. And what we mean by gendery in this case is that the person had a body type that was consistent with XX chromosomes. And a higher, more feminine voice, but was presenting themselves very masculinely, had a mustache, which was admittedly a peach fuzz mustache, but still did not try and get rid of it, seemed to be pretty proud of it. It was a
1: thick mustache. It was
0: fuzz, but it was very thick, yes. Yes. And, you know, presenting themselves very masculinely, had a rat tail haircut, which made me think old school dyke. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just all sorts of happy about it.
1: They were very happily blacksmithing. There was another uh, person in the back and he was... um,
0: He was content to do his work and not talk to people.
1: But the other the blacksmith and... The the,
0: gendery blacksmith who was presenting.
1: Yeah, that was up by the front of the building, which is a tiny shed, but anyhow, uh, was very interactive. And there was another small group of people there, maybe a family, maybe not, but... They were also mesmerized and they were having a bottle opener made and they looked like a typical cisgendered binary type family to me, but they Mm -hmm. didn't seem to be having any issue about the differently gendery type blacksmith person who was just very talkative. I think
0: when you're in a presentation job, and I saw this a lot when I was performing more before I started teaching and had kids, when you're presenting as a performer, which yes, this person was doing their job as a blacksmith, creating things that were going to be sold at this little shop for as long as they were doing the demonstration. But they were also presenting and interacting with people and being the performer, being the demonstrator. And so at that point, once you get into performance of your task, it's a lot more culturally accepted to be gendery. And they might have just thought, oh, this person has a mustache because they're pretending to be the dude blacksmith or, you know, whatever.
1: It was great. It
0: was totally great.
1: I can't <laughs> believe how mesmerized they were. Like number two child was sitting there uh, on a stump. Just he couldn't believe this. There's fire and you get to put it stuff in the fire and smack it with a hammer, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, even but even the teenager was looking away from his screen uh-huh. to see what the blacksmith was doing.
0: And this was the point where my aunt noticed that he was, you know, really confirmed for her that he was a little bit different, also number one child. And he was on the stump where most people would sit their butts, but he sat his feet and crouched on the stump. And this was like the fourth time she had seen him doing this, putting his feet on a bench or a stool or a something and crouching on top of the seat. Yes. And she was like, he's a little different too, isn't he? <laughs>
1: You're like, yeah. yeah.
0: He's found functional and we're proud of him. Yes. So that was...
1: It's not a bad thing. I think considering that those two kids, number one and number three, have digestive problems that are caused by their own choices, they might be better crouching down a lot like that. Mm-hmm. And
0: they they like to eat things that don't agree with their systems and get stopped up and then not manage it. When number one was between five and 10, I would regularly give him stool softeners, just one a day as a matter of practice, because otherwise he would get so stopped up and then it would all come out at once for a day and a half. In
1: case you needed to know.
0: You know. So, yes, it's probably a good idea that he crouches all the time. We did mention
1: we do parenting.
0: Yes. Uh, And most
1: parents know this spells a lot of poo.
0: (laughs) Seriously, you would not imagine the amount of poo involved. (laughs) We laugh because it's... Coping humor. Coping humor. Yes. So, yeah, at that point... They're getting ready to sort of... My aunt and uncle are sort of getting ready to end their day. But they're enjoying the interactive, very social, and very enjoyable presentation by the blacksmith. And you go ahead and take the kids down by the water so they can swim more because that's really all they want to do once they finally get exhausted with listening to the blacksmith. Or did you bring that up to them so that they would make room for other people at the blacksmith?
1: (coughs) What I did was... I knew that it was going to be shortly that they were going to ask me about swimming. And I didn't want to carve time out of their swimming, you know, because they would only have so long for swimming. So I mentioned it to them to get them, okay, we are doing something enjoyable and let's move to the next enjoyable thing without you pestering me in between and still have enough time for these things you want to do. Yeah. So I just, I said, hey, you guys want to go swimming now? And also that kept number two child asking me for any more knives or things that the blacksmith could make.
0: <laughs> True. Yes. True. So...
1: They went swimming. You guys walked around some more, and then you came and found us.
0: I went and checked on you. hmm And then I walked back up. I had left my aunt and uncle there watching the blacksmith, and I went down to check on you, and I came back, and I said, oh, the kids are in the water, and before I could even finish my sentence and say, George is watching them, the blacksmith says, oh, good they're in the water. You should always be in the water this time of year. I I see people come up here all the time who are doing the tourist thing and and they haven't been in the water all day. And I say, why not? It's summer. Be in the water. And, (laughs) And I'm like, I couldn't even finish my sentence. That's how social this person was. And it was totally great. I was cracking up.
1: Yeah, that was great.
0: There was someone taking a music video of their vacation. And by music video, I mean, they were playing music to set with videos of all the people dancing along their trip which I thought was kind of a fun idea. Right. And they asked, this they, guy asked, will the blacksmith dance?
1: They, they showed the They showed the
0: blacksmith a couple of videos of like the people in the airport dancing and park rangers dancing. And so the blacksmith says, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, I'll dance. And it took <laughs> everything in my power to zip my mouth and not say, and can the femme in the corner get a video of it too?
1: I'm surprised you didn't take a, a video of the guy videoing. I do
0: that, yeah. I get pictures of people taking pictures. But this was a person I didn't know, so I didn't want a picture of somebody I didn't know taking a picture. Right. But I do that. I do take pictures of people taking pictures. Mm-hmm. So, my Facebook feed has a lot of pictures of you taking pictures. Although not so much <laughs> lately because you've been too hot to hike.
1: We've had time for hiking that I don't know about? I don't know. Okay.
0: Anyway... <laughs> So that was fun. And then, you know, they went on their way and we went home and the next day they were going to continue on westward and we were going to go back eastward to our home. And the drive home was not bad. We first went back down into the park. Right. So we,
1: we, and again, with the agenda of we're going to see some things and then yes, you may go swimming.
0: But first you need to see the things and you need to walk to see the other things. And then you need to walk some more to see the other things. And then we will go swimming if you have been good to walk and see things and walk and see things.
1: And eat your lunch.
0: And eat your lunch. Right. And so we see the last thing and the last thing is intentionally right next to the swimming hole. Right. By swimming hole, it's actually a...
1: It's part of the river, but it has a... It's
0: kind of a, yeah, small section of... All of
1: these things were by the river.
0: And so, you know, we go to the river and I say, here's where the people were swimming. But number two child says, oh, but let's go down here. And I'm like, everybody's swimming across to the other side. Let's go down here.
1: They both saw a path that went down there. Some people had been sitting down there and some little kids had been going right in the water right there, but not all the way in. And they were already there going around to the other spot was a whole nother story.
0: They were not already on the other side. They were on this side.
1: Yes. And they went down and they had a heck of a time because they couldn't really get in the water very easily there. And it was also in the shade, so they were a little cold. So eventually, when you came back from your walk, because you took a little walk...
0: I went up to the bathroom and refilled the water bottles and got portals.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily in that order. (laughs) You came back and, and then they said, yeah, let's go on the other side.
0: And so we went to the other side.
1: Which involves walking down towards a bridge and going across a bridge and walking back up the path. If you can get number two child to walk back up the path without saying, let's go here. Okay, no, let's go here.
0: Well, that's exactly what happened. Like we didn't get maybe 10, 15 feet up the path. And he says, here, let's go here. And I say, there's not really a way down to the water right here. You see all the people down there, maybe 50 feet further.
1: You're also not supposed to go right in front of the bridge on the side where the water's going under the bridge. No. So.
0: And so he says, no, no, I can go down there. And he tries to go down the rocks. And I'm thinking, please don't make me call an ambulance. And he realizes that's not going to work. So he tries the other side where there aren't rocks, but there are trees on the... Not in a, not the other side, but like the, you know, five feet down where the rocks are covered by vegetation and maybe I can climb down on the vegetation and I'm thinking, no. And he comes back and says, let's go over there.
1: <laughs> I, I usually try to say to him something like, I think you wanted to check on this other spot or I'm not sure if this is a spot you said, but let's check on that other spot and see something like that. Because if he's only going to check and you're not saying, do this thing, he's a little bit easier to...
0: Yeah. And the
1: other spot was the one he they had wanted. It was up where the other people were because it was easier to get in the water there. And that but... was
0: where we eventually ended up after four or five more stops of, let's let's go here. Let's go over there.
1: He just wanted to get in the water.
0: He did. And
1: he doesn't have as hard a time at swimming as she does. So it doesn't matter to him as much of the entry point if he can get in. Right. And you guys were stuck doing that because I had gone back to look for her sock that she had dropped somewhere. I only went back because I wanted to... Get away from them. I wanted to walk a little more. I didn't have enough steps in. And she had a bright colored sock and I figured I probably could find it. We hadn't gone that far. It
0: gave you an excuse to go and take a walk away from kids and get more steps for your day.
1: Yeah. And I did find the sock on the way back to you guys Mm -hmm. from the first detour you took.
0: (laughs) So then we got in the car and we drove and we drove and we drove. And we knew that we were going to be driving late into the night. So we had the kids eat a little something before we got in the car. And we had them use the bathroom before we got in the car. And then we drove and drove and drove. And then by the time it was time for you and I to have dinner, which was after their bedtime.
1: And it was at the end of the park. We were going out of the park or about to.
0: No, it was well past there because we were into Nevada by that point, I think.
1: We came out of the park and into the area where the gas station was. And we were still in California. Okay. Yeah.
0: So we keep passing these bathrooms that I don't see until we're almost up on them. And by this point, we are out of the park. So we are driving at speed and to try and stop and turn into the little recreation area on a beach or on a sandy hill or on some rocky outcropping with a view to try and stop that quickly in the dark. And get turned into the bathroom was not going to work. And I said, I, I'm going to need a bathroom soon and we should eat something. And so the first thing that I saw far enough in advance to get slowed down and turn into it, I did.
1: Yes, a gas station, which apparently also had a barbecue going on. And everybody within the middle of nowhere, 100 square miles, was there. So it was a men's room with two urinals and a stall that I had to bring a boy into, get his pull up put on. Oh and you know
0: mm-hmm. get him cleaned up and it was busy mhm you
1: found the most crowded bathroom within 200 miles
0: of nothing else
1: <laughs> of nothing and everybody was there <laughs> having dinner and needing the
0: bathroom i'm sorry so,
1: but we we managed to get him in there we just had to wait in line and
0: and then you got in there and you took care of him in the stall
1: yes and i wanted to pee before i got back in the car but i had the dick patrol with me then his brother came in there to pee. So I said, Hey, take your brother. I'm going to use the bathroom and I'll be right out to the car. Right. That way I could, because we're this bathroom that we're in also has these tiny little urinals with like no privacy. And it was already really crowded. And I felt really glad that I have a lot of practice with my homemade STP because then I could have the ease of confidence in, okay, I'm just going to pee. It's not a big deal. Otherwise, it could be awkward and you could drop your STP or, you know, it's just...
0: You don't want to drop your dick on the floor, especially when it's made of a milk carton.
1: Nobody would really notice what, realize what you were dropping. If you were dropping like an STP that looked like a yeah STP pecker, yeah. then it would be a problem. But in any case, it's something that is slightly uncomfortable that happens to lots of trans people, mm-hmm. lots and lots of them. Of, yeah, I'm in a crowded bathroom and I have to pee.
0: But if you just walk in there and just own your space, I belong here, I am taking this spot and I'm going to use it and then I'm going to go, just like anyone who's been doing that all their life. Have you done that? Owned my space.
1: Yeah, have you, you haven't, you haven't done exactly that though. I mean, you have no, okay, so. It's easy to say that, is is. what I'm saying.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: That's exactly what you need to do.
0: But it's not easy to do.
1: Yeah, you have to, in that moment, say, it's all good, I'm just going to pee, and remind yourself. Because probably if I lived in a more crowded area, I would enter more bathrooms that were busy like that all the time, but I don't. No, you
0: don't. We do not live in a crowded area, and our bathrooms, our men's rooms, don't have lines like ever.
1: No. Maybe in an event. Possibly. That's it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And most of those guys have had a few beers, so they... They don't care. They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) But um, yeah, so yeah, there's a full set of instructions you can come up with about doing it, but then doing it is another thing.
0: It totally is. So... But you've mastered that for the most part, like at least the presentation of it. Even if you don't feel the confidence, you've been at it long enough that you look like confidence and no one seems to question you.
1: I can make it not a problem for what's happening, but I was uncomfortable. Yeah. And in part it was a crowded restroom, but in part it was that I had the boy and I didn't want him with me because I don't want him making a bunch of comments about my dick or peeing while I'm in the crowded restroom. And he might.
0: He totally would. So There is no might about it. If he took notice of what you were doing, he would be all interested in making all sorts of conversation because the boy has no filter.
1: Fortunately, I didn't have to. I could give him to his brother and pee and get out and be like okay we're done yeah then you drove us the rest of the way home which was long and eventually dark and yes tiresome and we got home very late yes and we still had to get things off the roof and the food out of the trunk into the house and put yes, away
0: but thankfully you had had some napping time on the way home and you told me to go to bed and I was like I'm not helping and you were like I don't care go to bed <laughs>
1: No, I had, the, I had already enlisted the teenager's help. Mm-hmm. He's also a night person like you, mm-hmm. but he hadn't been driving. So it wasn't that hard for him to, especially having received the instructions ahead of time, when we get to the house, we will need to do these things and I will need you to help me until they were done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's always a good instruction for him until these things are done. Yes. Which I will let you know.
0: I will let you know when it's done. You don't get to decide when you're done. No. I will tell you we done. You don't were get done. to decide
1: when you thought we were done.
0: Maybe, I think.
1: Oh, I thought maybe. You might have been. <laughs> uh, so he just got it, you know. That was good. I thought he got it managed. There was one bag left, and it was the one she was throwing a fit about on the way in, and I was done with that. And mm-hmm. You weren't loving the way I handled it. And no. out of all the bags, that's the one he left in the garage.
0: And I think he did it on purpose, to I think be he did too, yes. because
1: he's tired of that bullshit Yeah, too.
0: and it, it wasn't that she was being bossy. Mm-hmm. But calling her out on bossy, I think, especially since we had just been listening to podcasts about Hillary Clinton and how being a powerful female, you have to present yourself in a certain way. And bossy is a coded word for bitchy woman and feminist and... That was the discussion that I had with you, although I had it very tiredly, so I probably came off as snarky or tired or grumpy.
1: All of the above, probably. But I thought, okay, I understand that. And I can try to not call her bossy. Maybe not at that time of day when I've already done it. But, <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it was it was snotty and bossy of her. Well, the one thing I want out of the car is, and I'm like, no, that's not how we're going to do this. You're going to go in the house and go put on your pajamas like you were told. hmm so, but he helped me get everything in the house, things in the kitchen, in the kitchen, the teenager, except her bag, <laughs> which I'm told was like two metal fingers to my sister.
0: So <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So, so I had to go
1: find her stuff after.
0: Yeah, that's okay though. It, it all worked out in the most part.
1: It all worked out, which is what's amazing. So we don't have any better story. Sorry, people. The kids were good.
0: For once, <laughs> we might have to plan another vacation next year.
1: I think we should. I think it would be nice if we took a vacation every summer and even it could be the same place, you know, something that as they get older, they can say, and in the summer,
0: we would always
1: uh, go to Yosemite or go on a road trip to a park or something like that.
0: I know that they want to go to Disney World and Legoland or Disneyland and Legoland.
1: I'm not taking them to Florida. So yes, land,
0: land world yeah no
1: florida's too far
0: florida is too far
1: maybe when they're older
0: la is less far
1: like five or six years i could consider florida (laughs) but not now yeah but yeah hopefully we can do that very good we can do some of those things now
0: it's nice that our kids have finally reached a point where we can actually take them places yeah so is that it for now
1: i hope so Good. I say it that way because I know I have to go pick up a child and stuff. You do. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it.
0: We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantasticgmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George.
0: And this is
1: TransFantastic, a podcast about gender. <laughs>
0: uh. Barking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Where do you want me to start? I'll start I again. Okay.
0: Hi. I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George.
0: And this is...
1: Transpan... Trans-
0: <laughs>
1: the- I thought you turned the fucking noises off.
0: That's not me. It's not me. That's your iPad. It still has the same sounds too. <laughs> Wait,
1: there's gotta be more. I know there's more things here. Let me put my watch on the charger. There's another iPad over here. I've got like four screens shut off. Let me get this one. <laughs> oh, for goodness I don't sake. know how to turn this one off. What's this? Let me clear that it out. Come on. No barking. You are gonna rewind it? No. It's still going?
0: It is still going.
1: All right. How many takes does it take to have a vacation? Hey, at least this is, this is the hard part—not a vacation. Right? Yes.
0: <laughs> How many licks does it take to get to the center of a transpantastic episode? <laughs>
1: That's the commercial with the little owl, right?
0: A one, a two, a three, <laughs> three. There we go. Sorry. Hi, I'm Jess. <laughs> Why is it funny? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, what now?
1: <laughs> the commercial that you memorized.
0: <laughs> Why is it funny that yeah, I memorize? they fun- words.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I only remember the picture, like I said.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> I could see that one. Uh, okay. For fuck's sake. Come on, try again. Hi, I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George.
0: And this is Trans-pantastic.
1: Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. Identity? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A podcast.
1: A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it.
0: There we got it. Ooh, that only <laughs> took us 10 minutes. <laughs> Three, come on now.
1: All the way from the beginning? Three. Oh, well, that's not bad then.
0: No. It <laughs> felt like 10. It did. <laughs> <laughs>